Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's Grow Guides from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're talking all about mother plants and how to take cuttings from those mother plants to make clones. Uh, lots of information in this episode. If you need any extra help or any more information that isn't provided in this episode, then you can head over to Percy'sGrowRoom.com, sign up for free, become a member, and start a thread there. We can help you out with any of the questions that you might have. This is episode 25 in the series. There's 25 more episodes before this, all grow guides starting from the very beginning of learning how to grow your own cannabis and bringing you all the way up to this episode, which is about taking cuttings. So everything is covered up until now. So if you know anybody who would like to learn how to grow their own cannabis, then you can refer these episodes to them. So they have all the information they need to be able to grow their own personal supply of cannabis from start to finish. But for now, here is the Grow Guides. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn something and I'll speak to you at the end of this. Enjoy. See you in a bit. So mother plants, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Not just mother plants, but cuttings as well. I had to take cuttings from mother plants and turn them into clones and grow lots of plants with the same phenotype. If you don't know what any of that is, it will all make sense by the end of the episode. So it is exactly as it says on the tin, as usual. It's a mother plant. It's a plant that's going to give you lots of little baby plants. But instead of growing these baby plants from seed like you usually would, you're going to chop stems off the mother plant, grow roots onto it, and then plant those rooted clones at this point in your medium and grow them like normal plants at that point. So it's a good way to preserve genetics. Is that's the most likely reason why people would do it because they found a really nice plant and they wanted to grow it over and over again so they take cuts of it and grow the cuts out that's the most likely reason because you find something nice but what other reasons would you keep a um, mother plant it's very isn't it just to preserve genetics really mm-hmm. consistency in genetics mm-hmm. you know, from from a financial standpoint if you're a, an illegal producer and you make pink kush you should have your pink kush taste the same every time right mm-hmm. yeah so and and it's and like height as well things like that there's certain things anybody who's grown from seed grown numerous plants from seed will know that there's usually differences in between each seed and it's depending on how stable the genetics are it will be reduced differences but there's always some differences you know there can be one, from the same packet of seeds you might get a really short plant to a really tall plant or a really bushy one and you know just have them slight differences but if you take cuttings from a mother plant, it's exactly the same genetics as what you've taken off the mother. So you can get like four cuttings from a mother plant and though they'll all be female if it was a female plant and it will all grow with the same kind of structure. So it's perfect for putting into a scrock, screen the green, if you're doing that kind of thing from a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, it's, and, you know, for like these... Um, in farms in the big weed farms they'll have like we spoke to a guy the other day he had 50 mother plants 50 mm. mother plants man and just taking cuttings off that so all the plants he plants out into his field are all exactly the same so there's no variations yeah that way he gets the same nutrients for each plant the same harvest time for each plant all mm-hmm. that is exactly the same makes it makes it much easier so teacher you keep mother plants right do you have a mother plant running um, not 
specifically a mother in the strictest sense of it. Hmm. I have clones of clones of clones that are subsequent mothers, right. essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have one single plant that I keep just taking clone or cuttings off of. I did for like eight months my CBD Charlotte's Angel mm-hmm. um, because that was more just a life preservation thing while I was in my moving and I didn't have, you know, proper resources to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, then, yeah, I was taking clippings and I gave them out to people and made some clones myself and stuff like that. But no, I, I usually just do subsequent clones. I take a clone, grow it out, take more clones, flower out that mother clone, and then keep going like that. Yeah. Is it Monkey, what about you, man? Have you taken some cuttings? You do clones? Uh, I do clones on a rare basis. Um, occasionally, I've got some right now, strictly because I wanted to try TG's no effort method to do it so when i was lollipop and a strawberry cough I, I threw basically just three stems into a into a glass of water and uh changed the water once a week and five weeks later i put them put them in some containers and two of them lived one of them died so i do it but i'm not really when i do it it's not because i'm trying to preserve or anything or, or i need to have it it's kind of like ah, i'll just give it yeah, a just shot playing. See, see yeah. what, i'm mm-hmm. playing more than anything really mm-hmm. yeah so I'm not really an expert at it. But Marge, I've done it. Marge, you grow autos, don't you? So mm-hmm. you- well, I'm doing microgrows. We I used to do clones. Oh, like, cool, cool. Back in the day or whatever. I never had a mother plant though. We would just do like like clones from plants that were in veg, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, never had a mother plant. But I used to do clones. Now I just grow from seed mostly. Yeah. And and that's it. Uh, if it's an auto flower. You just mm-hmm. so everybody knows you, you can't clone them. I mean, some people say yeah. you can, but it's not really worth the effort. When you're taking clones and cuttings and you're keeping a mother plant, it's generally done with a photo period plant and probably a female as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, back in the day, people would like uh, they'd get regular seeds, 50% male, 50% female chances when, when you pop them. And you'd take them into flower early to figure out if it's male or female, and then you re-veg it back into the vegetative stage. And then at that point, you'll take your cuttings from the female plants and then all of your cuttings you know are going to be females you don't have to fuck around and this is it's something that people do as well when you say you get to the end of your grow you've taken everything down you're like that plant grew lovely smells delicious tastes mm-hmm. delicious you know all this kind of stuff if, you, if you'd love to grow that exact plant again then you can rub it and chop it down completely just take all the buds off leave some leaves on keep it in the pot and then leave it under 18.6 for like four weeks and it will re-veg and begin to grow just vegetative growth again. And then you can take cuts from that and re-veg it and they just veg it out for a while and grow the same strain over and over again. So it's, it's a great way to preserve genetics. You know, if you want to keep uh, a specific strain of uh, one of the plants you've, you've grown, then it's a great way to preserve it. So how would you keep a mother? Does anybody want to explain that? Bubba Hawker, do, we didn't ask you, man. Do you take cuttings? Uh, I don't. I, I don't, mainly because, um, again, it's um, illegal here. So mm-hmm. keeping keeping a, a mother either costs you money and or leaves you open. If you want, you know, you, don't, you can't really stop running the lights you mm-hmm. can't you know and you can't you can't keep it outdoors you know, right. the seasons change it's going to it's going to flick into flare if you have it outdoors so having it you know having a tent tied up just to run a mother um 
when, and especially because I'm a sucker for different strains. I like the, I like the different mm-hmm. tastes. So mm-hmm. I, I tend not to go that way. I have in the past, I've, I've given it a crack and, you know, gotten through a few, lost a few. So it just comes down to what I want to do at the time. But yeah, generally I won't, I'll, um, I'll prefer not to. Mm-hmm. For, for that reason just because I, I like my different strains and yeah, yeah. i don't want to have to keep one running consistently but if i found something that i really 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 liked maybe yeah mm-hmm, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd do i'd go down that route again it's just pain in the ass for me because like monkey said it it takes up space man and you, you gotta keep the tent running and it's it's just uh, i don't have space so sorry marge i said what about a mother tree a mother tree clone or mother you probably want to do that like outside, <laughs> it's just keeping it in veg for so long, and they do grow. You, you want to run them under, a, say, for example, you're running just a sixty centimeter tent, just one one plant in there, and you take cuttings off it whenever you need to. It's best to keep it under a low power light, and most people would use like a T five fluorescent, just a sixty centimeter T five fluorescent. That would do fine in a sixty centimeter tent over one plant. But some people put them, obviously you might need more than just a few cuttings. So you want a bigger plant and then you can put it in the four by four and, and use, uh, you know, low powered LED or T5s again. Because you don't want it to grow too quickly. You want it to grow at a steady pace because otherwise you're just going to outfill the growth space eventually, unless you're taking shitloads of cuttings. But uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty easy to do, just finding the space for it. Some people can uh, like just keep it in the room with, say, the bathroom with a light on, and that will usually be fine just for a few weeks. You don't need to dedicate a whole tent to it all the time, but because you don't want it to thrive, you know, you just want it to live. You don't want and it's not going to flower, yeah. it's only vegging. So it doesn't need a lot of light to keep it going. Yeah, and if you get up, want it to take some cuts off of it, you'll go ahead and kick it in a little bit, let it grow some so you can get mm-hmm. some cuts off of it and then drop it back into a low yeah. energy mode again. Yeah. And that's it. And if it ever gets too big, then you can just take a few cuttings and just, just get start rid of it and start again from the model. beginning. You know, and some people say that this dilutes the, the genetics of it and it might get weaker as time goes on, but I think it's going to take many generations before you start seeing anything really becoming a problem. Older mothers can also be affected though by di- different viroids that they come in effect with, uh, mm-hmm. come in contact with, uh, can change your genetics quite a bit. I mean, there's some some things that people are looking at how to clean some of that up and whatnot. But that is also a risk of keeping a mother for a really really long time. Mm-hmm. It can get sick, and you'll just pass the sickness on to on to the clones. Yeah. So what was you saying there, TG? I don't know. <laughs> no, I forgot. I'm your clones are only going to be as strong as your mom. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Basically, same thing. So, let's say you've done it then. Let's say you've found a nice flowering plant. You've chopped all the buds off it. You've let it re-veg. And we'll cover uh, an episode about re-vegging in the future. But it pretty much is when you've flowered the plant, but you don't take the whole thing down. You just flip the lights back to 18.6. And after a month or so, it will start to grow vegetative growth again, and not flowers. So at that point, you can grow it for a little bit. You can take cuts from it. And they say you can preserve a really good strain that you found. So you've, you found your good strain. You've re-vegged it. It's got vegetative growth on, and you want to take some cuttings. How would you do that? It's very simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one is cleanliness. Make sure you disinfect your clippers, or if you're old school, you're using a scalpel or something like that. Just either hit it with a lighter or some isopropyl alcohol or bleach, you know, probably not bleach, but 
yeah, even just parch it with a lighter, let it cool down. That'll kill all the bacteria that are on there. So after that, you you want to take shoots that are not like tiny, like just brand fucking new shoots, but you don't want the old ones that are like woody feeling almost. Mm-hmm. Um, the woodier the stem is, the more difficult it is for it to, to root generally. So in the middle, you know, still bendable, but not like a floppy little wanker, like the little tiny ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I always go for like three to four inches long, that kind of thing. And maybe the width, I don't know, like, you know, those wooden matches, mm-hmm. maybe like that kind of a couple of those together ish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's really hard to say, but really there, there is a lot of flexibility. So yeah, a, a, a shoot, maybe three to four inches long preferably not woody at the end, cut it off, um, 45 degree angle. Um, and the, the key here is, this is important, is to get it in water uh, immediately or whatever medium you're going to be using. You know, you can roll it in the gel mm-hmm. because what happens to the end of that stem is it basically cauterizes and it then it no longer is able to uptake the fluid and your plant will have a much harder time staying alive. So either stick it right underwater and clip it like you could. And this is what I do is I'll clip them. I'll lay them down. And then when I go to actually put them in the water, I'll just take another maybe half centimeter off the bottom for a new cut, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I just stick it in the water in my jar and I'm lazy, like, you know, monkey mentioned. So I just kind of leave it there generally. But if I'm actually wanting to clone something, um, I put them in peat pucks. I soak those peat pucks in distilled water with a, you know, about a thumb's length of aloe vera leaf cut off my aloe vera plant and mm-hmm. squeezed into it and mixed around and uh, soak the peat pucks in that. And then, yeah, that's it. Jam it in there. Humidity dome, 100% uh, yeah. for like seven days. And then we're good. Yeah, it's, it is a pretty simple process. I think where you cut the... Uh... The stem off is important as well. You want to cut it at like an inter- intersection where leaves are growing too, right? Yeah, yeah. You want leaves because it's yeah. got to photosynthesize. I mean, like you said, cut it under water as well. So you know, cut a long bit off at first, and then go to your yeah. water and make sure that you cut it underneath the water because if air gets to the bottom of the stem as well, yeah, apparently right. like an air bubble being there can stop the. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to mention that too. Yeah. So you cut like a forty-five degree angle because you want to try and increase the the surface area of the stem where the root grows as well so cut a 45 degree angle underwater and then you should be fine just leave it for like a week maybe sometimes two it can take fucking ages man yeah i mean that's the lazy way like if if you're into you can use root stem Mm -hmm. or you know those Mm -hmm. iba powders or whatever the fuck yeah yeah. i think it's iba right indole butyric acid um some various stimulants but i i just you know because I have so many seeds and unless like Mackie said, I'm looking to preserve something that's like, holy fuck, which is really kind of hard to determine until you actually smoke the flower, mm-hmm. which you generally don't do until it's cut down yeah, and then it's, gone. it's too late. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why I always take clones. Like if I'm like running a new thing or something and I'm, I usually take a couple cuttings from each plant just to have them. And then when, when I find out what the flowers like, you know, start feeling the resin and smelling it, then I'll, I'll start throwing stuff out. Um, but you know, not everybody has the room or the the drive to do that either. Mm-hmm. And so it does like, take time. It? Time's the worst thing, and space, especially with the cost of electricity nowadays, to have a small tent up and running with a, a light in there. 
just yep. to try and get some cuttings to work. It's a pain in the ass, man. But there's them other yep. things you can use as well, like little tubs which are specifically made for cuttings. Well, Anybody I buy shop lights, man. Like um, you go to Home Depot or whatever, and you know, like the three or four foot LED lights you can buy there for mm-hmm. the garage. I use two of those downstairs for my my uh, clones, and nice. they work great. Yeah, you know, cheap, like man. Cheap. Twenty bucks each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need like anything. You know, like I said, you don't want the thing to thrive. You only want it to be alive, growing slowly. Yeah. So when you take these cuttings, like TG said, they you got to wait for a while before the the roots actually grow, but you can use some root stim to try and speed up the process. And that's just like some enzymes and some bacteria that might, and some hormones as well, that might mm-hmm. encourage the uh, roots to grow off the stem a little faster. But that, that might speed it up by a few days, but yeah. not all of them are going to work. It doesn't, it, it doesn't happen every time. So if you want, like, if you want four plants, take eight cuttings. Just to, it's better to have too many than not enough. Yeah, it's kind of what they're mentioning in the chat as well as waiting for somebody to get into this was a, it's a advantageous to expose or damage the cambium layer in that stem a little bit. It'll help the rooting process. So after you make the 45 cut, you take your, you can take your blade and either gently scrape a little bit or just a few small slits around the cut. Mm-hmm. More access to that cambium layer can make roots sprout a little bit faster. Yeah. And you just try and keep it on the water. Try and keep it always exposed to water. You don't want air bubbles uh, attaching itself to the bottom of the the stem. But that's it. That's how you take cuttings. Really, it's re- it is really easy. But there's things you can use like the uh, rooting enzymes and shit that will make it go faster. So, what would you do then? I mean, you say you've taken the cutting. Oh, let, let's quickly discuss um, one of those. I don't even know what they're called. Cloning buckets or something. Have you seen those? It's like DWC. A small DWC thing, just water in the bottom. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. The hydrocloner you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. The aerocloner is the one that sprays the water off from the bottom. The hydrocloner, mm-hmm. I believe, is the one that has the clones in like a circulating water bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they're two different ones. Yeah, so say you, you got your clone, like TG says, three to four inches is usually plenty. And uh, you've cut it at 45 degrees. There should be at the top two two different internodes, like the, the actual top of the plant. And then... Uh, a set of leaves underneath that and then then bigger leaves underneath like on the second set of nodes you can chop them in half like just chop the tips off and that will encourage the plant to absorb the the nutrients in the leaf back into itself so it doesn't have to try and get them from the roots that don't exist yet so i've heard that's a good technique anybody tried that before it works for me no i've never tried that before yeah it just gives the plant something to eat without the roots and you can also foliar spray them every couple of days just with a little bit of water there's some nutrients maybe if it's been a long time but just using water on its own is usually plenty just make sure you don't dry out too much yeah and uh and a humidity dome like tg said as well make sure you got a humidity dome you can do it in like a bucket maybe or yeah that's um, you have to do that mm-hmm. clones they don't have roots, so they're not absorbing any water. So the only water they get basically is from the air, which mm-hmm. is why you need to keep your, for the first like three to four days, like a hundred percent humidity. You're always misting them, um, covering them in a fine ionized mist of water because the, st- the stomata are, are where the water is getting absorbed. And as they root, then they'll start absorbing water from whatever you've stuck them in. But uh, until then, yeah, you need to keep them 100% humid in there. That's right. 
And as soon as you see roots, it's, it's just like back to normal then. Then roots grow quickly, man, and they'll fill out parts pretty fast. You just have to make sure you, you keep it happy after that. Treat it like a normal plant. But yeah, as I said, it's very easy. You know, you get your mother plant, find a good mother, take some cuttings from it, and just regrow some genetics, man. It's easy to do. Just try it as well. You don't have to keep the cuttings after. It's really hard to get rid of them. You don't really want to get rid of them once they've got roots on. Like, now these are like legitimate plants. Now I can plant these. Yeah, right. that's the curse of being a homegrown. Every time you have a plant, you just it's hard to kill one, mm-hmm. especially the females. I mean, the males are easy-ish mm-hmm. to kill, but man, when you can get weed off of it, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it becomes uh, extremely hard to, to get rid of that plant once you realize, oh, yeah, I could, I could just grow that one out there. And yeah, that one looks quite nice. We'll stick between these two plants here and it grows under this yeah. one over here. It's like after a while, it gets bad. Yeah, yeah. you're just growing my entire fucking life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have like some lemon Thai Kush right now that I cloned, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's lemony and it's great, but it takes eleven to twelve weeks to finish, and it's kind of a bitch. So I'm like, I could grow something easier and get the same thing, but ah, I got this plant here, I can't kill it, you know. Yeah, so, can't kill it. Fuck. It'll be there. It'll be like, away. I'll try harder next something. time. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you'll be happy when the harvest comes, though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, them, them bubble buckets as well, they work well because there's a constant, uh, there's air and water getting to the roots, uh, the root zone all the time. So yeah. it keeps it fresh as well. It, it likes to have um, oxygen get to the root section, that bit of the roots as well. So using mm-hmm. one of them is probably going to increase your chances, but I've had no problems really just using water, changing it out every few days. you just just waiting. Yeah. I mean, if not as successful, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's less likely to be happening. But, it's but just take busy. a bunch and just throw them all in there and be like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, two out of five. Sweet, there's my plants. Yeah. And then just root I them. I swear, that's all I did teach. It's stick yeah. them in there and, and just change the water once a week. And, oh, look, they got roots. Yeah, it's it's live, the man. shit out of me the first time it happened, to be honest. I'm like, the they want to live. <laughs> I, I really didn't think it would work, but hey, here we are. Here we are. Now I've got plants. What am I going to do with them? Yep. Give them <laughs> out. And you, you know, you'll mm-hmm. be the hero of the town. Kind of sure. <laughs> we'll plant them in front of City Hall. Leave them on the bench and be like, yeah. you're welcome, yeah. bitch. Yeah, uh, just put them in little pots, man, and take them to like the flower, the flower shop. <laughs> you could drop them at the farmer's market <laughs> on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's leave it 25 cents just hemp plants. Sli- just slide it in there amongst the tomato plants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody, oh, what's this? I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to do that, man. Just take like a shitload of cuttings down to a, a fucking flower shop. Just put them all out. And then yeah, just walk I've left off, them on you know? benches before. Little four plant packages and like, you know, I started autos <laughs> one year, a couple of years ago now. I should do that again, actually, next year. Yeah, man. Yeah, people love that shit. And that's a good way to get rid of shit. So when the roots start to show, this is when you'll plant it in whatever medium you're going you're gonna to grow in. Right, so that's your soil, your cocoa, hydroponics into your rock wall, your clay pellets, whatever it's going to be. So just like you would plant a seed, but, but you know, obviously don't plant the whole thing, just the roots. Mm-hmm. Then it will just start to grow, start to do its thing from there. And it'll be pretty quick as the uh, as it speeds up. It'll be pretty quick as it grows as well. You know how they how they roll. Yeah, <clears throat> pretty much. Yeah, once uh, it yeah. grabs and fucking gets going, it's like, yeah. that's it. 
once you get roots going, it's it's a plant and it's a mature plant. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to mature. If you flip it to flower immediately, it's going to flower right away. Yep, that's the nice thing about clones. That's why another good reason for clones is like, if that's something you're interested in, just take, you know, 30 clones or whatever, or however many the fuck you need to fill your tent, like a, a sea of green or a screen of green, like Mackie said, and then just wait till they're set in their medium that you put them in two days and then flip the flip them. You'll mm -hmm. get a bunch of little, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. like that's a that's single very color plants common. and they'll come off, yep. That's a lot how most LPs here do it, I think. They don't grow massive fucking, like, 45 day veg yeah. they they do like a week you know so yeah that's it when you grow any shitload of plants as well it's just going to be easier to do it from clone like this yeah. if you can anyway and and this is uh like the last bit we should discuss before we move on to the listener questions is which one's better clones or seed and i think it just massively depends on the situation doesn't it yeah that's where i think it comes into it it depends on what you what you really want from it if you if you're hunting for consistency clones if if you want you know if you you just want something to throw in and, and give a give a crack and try some different things then seeds because you're going to get different phenos across the board mm -hmm. um but yeah if you're looking for something that like if you find a one that really really works for you um you know resonates with your system well and you want to try and keep it and you want and you want to keep that consistent then yeah that's that's where i'd look into cloning myself Mm -hmm. um or a bit more than i have in the past but personally i prefer seeds but that's me you know everyone's different and everyone's situation is different too so mm -hmm. you know a lot of mine is because again i don't want to keep a plant consistently running constantly over and over and over and over so what were yeah. you saying marge what would you think i i tend to agree with bubble hawk really it's kind mm -hmm. of whatever you want to do i mean i like just i like trying new stuff out so yeah <laughs> Mm -hmm. there's always something new to grow so it's kind of makes it hard for me to just stick with one thing all the time and i don't have a lot of space over here so mm -hmm. i've been leaning more towards seed in the last while yeah really i've like grown from seed most of the time i've done a few cuttings i'm growing a couple mm -hmm. of plants from cuttings and it, it, the structure is a little bit different to start with you know it's not the same. maybe you have maybe you have space to do both too i mean there's always the hybrid approach right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i do <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One thing about seed versus clone, like I, I'm a proponent of both. It really depends, like exactly like Bubble Hawk and Marge said, whatever you are needing to do. Mm -hmm. Once you find that diamond in the rough, or you buy that diamond in the rough, um, that's been found by somebody else doing the, the selection. Um, that's where the consistency comes in. But I, I love the treasure hunt. I love when, like right, right now, I'm running a bunch of Romulan Kush cross Romulan uh, that I made a while back. Same time as my species A472, actually. Same dad, Romulan Kush, but the different moms. I never run them before, and I'm like fucking really pumped to see what they're like. Because, I mean, probably they'll just be good, but maybe, maybe they'll be just like, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know? So, mm -hmm. And then you uh, want to cuttings of that or the mother. Yeah. <laughs> I love that potential and just it's yeah. like the lottery, but you're almost guaranteed to like do pretty well, you know, if not win. So yeah, I like seed. Yeah, man. That's it. I prefer seed. It's just easier, you know, you just plant the fucking seeds and it's done. But if you find something nice and you want to try and keep it, then taking some clones is definitely the right way to go. Pretty much just oh, chop the go. fucking stems off, you know, little 
Could have chopped the branch off, cut it the right place, put it in water, wait. And you should get some roots on it after a week or two. Now, I really like to, I like to run clones in a sod, though, a lot, because mm -hmm. clones don't have that typical apical dominance that you have to break when you have in a plants in, in a sock in a scrog mm -hmm. you've got to get them to branch out you got to get them to stretch all that kind of weird stuff clones have already mature and because of the process they don't have any stuff going on and they're going to grow in every direction anyway i just find them a lot easier uh, growing those in a, in a scrog versus growing seeds mm -hmm. in a scrog and tg so briefly mentioned there as well that you, you can buy cuttings and if you do go out and buy any cuttings you know it's better to do this yourself from your own plants in your own grow room but if you do go mm. and buy some, then you should quarantine that cutting from the rest of your grow room for a while, just in case it's got any disease or bugs on it. You have to be careful of that shit. So it's a couple of weeks in its own tent. Sorry, any growers have brought fucking, you know, PM or rips or some bullshit in. Mm -hmm. So happens all the time. We hear about it. You know. Don't do that. Yeah. So do it and let us know how you do. I mean. Next time you're doing the trim, the lollipop on your plant, if you're doing the main line or a scrog or something, next time you're doing that shit, then fucking just them, them stems just chopping off at the bottom yeah. of the plant and shit. Turn them into cuttings, man, and see what happens. It's yeah, better to have we, practice. We talk yeah. about microgrows all the time, and that's a great use for all these little cuttings. If you just have them and you just don't know what to do yeah. with them, microgrow them, man. Just mm -hmm. stick them in I the corner that. of a tent and let them do it. Mm, oh, like one thing, too, I, I should mention, being that I like to do this, breeding clones mm -hmm. because Perfect. monkey like monkey mentioned that you can flower them like snap your fingers and they're going um once you find that shit take cuttings and yeah keep them tiny and breed with them make some seeds uh because it's super easy just yeah man because they say so small that's what i did I've the s ones then right you selfed it itself the self you could self it yeah or you could hit it with some other pollen from something else i don't mm -hmm. know whatever you want to do yeah yeah man Give it a shot. It's fun. It would be free. That's it. It's fun, man. It's a, it's a hobby. You should be enjoying what you're doing, having a good time while you're doing it. So yeah. give it a shot and let us know how you do. It's fucking yeah, awesome. Make some seeds and spread them around. Let your friends grow. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do with one of these lemon trees, man. I'm going to fucking... I'm going to do the four seeds I've got. Look out for the best for, you know, take some cuts and maybe make some lemon tree seeds. Like self it, you know what I mean? Yeah, clone only. It's fucking sweet, only. man. <laughs> yeah, maybe clone only will be a thing soon. It is. You can buy yeah. them like it and have them shipped to you as well in little fucking clone tubes and it got light on it and shit. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, anyone that's grown my species A472 or crystalline anodyne or lacutus and you get a female, that's clone only. You can't, I, you'll never, you can't replicate it. My two parents that I used to make those seeds are gone. So you just, that's a clone only variety now. Um, until you, even if you self it, it's not going to be stable because it was an F1. So you know what I mean? So like mm. clone only are, are, are very valuable. Cause, yeah, man. That, and that's, that's, that's how what, you know you're getting the good shit. You know, you can get like the original. I mean, it hasn't changed. For, but there's, yeah, they're out there. I mean, Gorilla Glue mm -hmm. wasn't clone only, I think. Right. OG Kush, all of these. Yep. Are, Shilbert yeah. says you can buy original lemon tree regs, Mackie too. What's this whole buy thing? Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be five years since i bought any seeds <clears throat> yeah home growers usually do we we gravitate to feminized seeds but regs are kind of fun because you can actually try and pollen chuck a little bit and mm -hmm. maybe make mm -hmm. maybe make something special yeah 
I just think feminized suits are just easier to do. Oh, with. they definitely are a lot easier. That's no mm -hmm. question to it. But if you get that itch to make something, mm -hmm. regs are kind of convenient. Yeah. It would be fun to give that a shot, though. Do it. Yeah. I've never grown regulars. I've never had a male in my tent. I've had Hermes. I've never had a male. In all my years, man, like my 12 years of doing this shit, never done it. Aram never had a male in it. All females. All females, man. Oh, man. That's mm -hmm. the way it is. Discriminate. <laughs> uh, did we have some questions? I mean, is there everything you think? Is there anything missing here from mother plants and <laughs> the clones? I think everything is just about covered there. And of course, if anybody has any questions or they, they want to add anything, you can head over to percysgrowroom.com, start a thread there. And I mean, and if you want to come and start a diary, if you're taking some cuttings and you want to do a cutting diary, that'd be pretty sweet. So you do your thing. I'm saying. Yeah, definitely tr give it a try. Like Mackie said, you know, you're always going to have little cuttings you do when you lollipop and stuff like that. That's the perfect time to try it and see if you can make it work. So we have a uh, list of our questions. So we'll head up to a few of these as well. And uh, some of these do also relate to clones. So we'll do that first. We've got one from uh, Foamy Bowles saying, will cloning make a specific strain less pest resistant or will it be stronger? Uh, that, that's his first question. He has two. So anybody want to hit that one? Uh, will cloning make specific strains less pest resistant or will it make it stronger? It's, it's, it's the same genetics pretty much, mate. So if it's looked after the same, it's going to have the same genetic traits. So that should include the pest resistance or being stronger or more potent. It should be pretty much exactly the same. The only thing that will change it is the environment it's grown in at that point. I have heard people claim that, that if you grow clone and grow the same strain over and over, mm. that it, it, it adjusts to your, your environment and can become better. I've heard it. I don't know if I believe it or not. I'm kind of more inclined to say that maybe you just learned how to grow it a little bit better each time. Yeah, I don't that's know it. what everybody else would think about that. I would yeah, think that, it was that would pretty be much down to the environment at that point. It? Yeah. I mean, first time you grow it, you're, you're learning how to grow it. After that, you pretty much figured it out and then you're just fine tuning after that. So of course your weed's going to be better. Mm -hmm. And you dial it in. Once you got it dialed in, it's a different story. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what to expect, don't you? You can mm -hmm. maximize that strain. Mm -hmm. Anything to add there? Anybody? Marge, TG? No, no, that's that's good. Really covered it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Molly Wall said in chat, is that cloning from clones, monkey? <laughs> uh, yeah, you should still clone clones. It's like the same yeah. thing. If you, if you if you if you grow it and you keep cloning each one time you grow it, I have heard there's there was some bro science or some some talk, let's put it that way, out there mm -hmm. that each time that when you do that, the strain will adjust and become better each time. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more in line with Mackie. You're not going to change genetic. Now, there's epigenetics and other factors involved. Maybe the plant can adapt, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's more grower than anything else. Mm -hmm. I've run my Charlotte's Angel now for 13 months. Uh, the original was the, the top of the, the original seed that was bought from Dutch Passion, which mm -hmm. I grew and turned into my, quote, mom. And then uh, right now, I think I'm on generation number five or six and i've not noticed any difference from that first plant to these subsequent plants but i mean, I mean milo as well milo young big butter he said he's got the original blueberry mother man that's gonna be like 25 years old yeah there are stories of that kind of shit um mm. 
I think uh, Super Sativa Seed Club, they have a like a 23-year-old haze or something like this. Wow. So I've read or something. I can't remember. But yeah. Must be bushy as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I almost think that it's just the same, but just cloned over the years. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah he's, he's up a question here was, uh, would using regular tap water or pH balanced purified water be better for cloning and cutting? It's saying um, non-chlorinated would probably be best because you don't want any microbes dying off that are going to help them roots grow. So yeah, I'd let it sit out for 24 hours before you use it or use um, some distilled water or something, just no chlorine in it. pH balance, I wouldn't think it was necessary because there's no nutrients being absorbed. So the pH isn't going to matter so much. I mean, you don't want anything too massively either way. Around 7 is fine, but it wouldn't be too specific on... Um, the pH exactly of the water. Still water works there? fine. Yeah, still Rain water. water works good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. RO's good. Purified and probably use uh, filtered water anyway. If Make sure it's it. clean because you do have an open wound on your plant that there will be bacteria in the water probably and they mm-hmm. can call them. I, I get occasionally well, bacterial slime uh, building up around the ends of the stems mm-hmm. and they never root those ones. So um, but I also use my tap water that is going through my dirty ass pipes. So it probably has a lot of bacteria in that water mm-hmm. that uh, could be avoided. Uh, then we have one from Arnie, which also relates to cuttings as well. How much leaf do I leave on a clone? Uh, I know the I know to cut the leaves in half, but is two sets of leaves an okay amount to leave? That's what I usually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh, Just the top two sets. And make sure that the top one is a decent size as well. You don't want tiny leaves, you know, you, a couple of uh, at least half-grown leaves, if you know what I mean. But the, then they'll have decent-sized leaves underneath those, and you can trim them off. And don't trim them off completely, just trim them in half. But that seems to be enough because it's only a small plant. It doesn't have any roots, so it can't bring in any nutrients. So you don't want to blast it with too much light. By you know, and The more leaf it has, the more light it, it can catch. So... Just uh, trim it off by half. I think what you've seen already is already good enough. Just stick with that. How many leaves do you leave on yours, TG? Do you cut them in half? Um, no, I don't cut mine in half unless they're like fucking huge. Mm. The only reason you cut them in half is I think to reduce transpiration. Right. Um, so the plant doesn't like breathe out too too fast and dry out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I generally like the leaves on mine are are maybe just looking at my hand. Maybe as long as my pointer finger across. They're generally not huge, but I, they're about that size. And I usually only leave on, you know, the top two alternate leaves plus the, the uh, what do you call it, the apical meristem there. But then everything else below the top two fan leaves and then the middle new growth the part. So cool. I, yeah, I cut off all that shit. Same here. That's that's definitely it. Yeah. Mm. Is that for you, Marge? Is that what you used to do? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was a while ago. Sometimes it's hard to remember, but mm-hmm. sounds about right. It's pretty easy to do. We recommend it. Everybody yeah. just tries it anyway, just for a laugh, you know? Give I clone my basil. I bought some basil from the store, you know, those like herb things you can buy in the packages, uh, fresh herbs and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I posted it on Twitter. Uh, I rooted my my store bought president's <laughs> choice basil. That's uh, funny. So you can root anything. Like those plants, all they are are cuttings too, right? They just hack the plant off and then sell you for fucking three dollars. 
So yeah, they're outside right now, actually. <laughs> so we got we got one which might yeah you might be able to help with this because you're a full organic grower uh, from Roken Das. He asks or she asks, uh, are cover crops worth the effort in indoor soil grows? I've thought about using clover, but never tried. They definitely help, right, TJ? Um, yeah, cover crops. I don't personally use them um, because I don't do like a twisted where he, you know, has a living soil that he reuses over and over and over. My soil goes back to the compost every time I'm done. And yeah, generally I don't feel that um, the purpose of cover crops, whether it's, you know, nitrogen fixing by legumes or, um, you know, pest of, uh, repelling by other companion plants and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like I would be getting um, my worth in terms of having to take care of all that shit too. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to see my soil service and, and fuck with it if I need to. Um, but in a, in a system like Twisted Runs where he's doing, you know, multiple years on the same soil, mm-hmm. probably that would be very beneficial to, to And help. big surface area as well. It's in a massive part in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is there anything, do you do this monkey? What do you say about cover crops? Uh, I don't do any, any cover crops in cannabis. Um, I have done them in other type of, of situations. Um, I don't find that cover crops work for me at least very well in small containers. Um, they tend to compete too much with everything else in there. So if I was going to, if, if I would guess in, let's say, three to five gallon pots of cannabis, I don't think cover crops would be doing me too much good because like TG said, next grow, I'm going to change out the soil anyway. Yeah. You know, maybe they're going to reamend it or I'm going to mulch it down or completely trash it one way or another. I'm not going to just drop another seed in that pot. And for that reason, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend cover crops in small containers. Mm. Are you saying, Ma, do you agree? Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you use uh, any cover crops? No. For <laughs> <laughs> being honest, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to in a way because yeah, yeah. I'm not covering my crop from anybody. So hope that answers your question. We have one more. Yeah, from, from Jella. Jella says, I'm currently gearing up for my next run using Soham Living Soil, but I'm unsure how long to leave them grow before transplanting them. Would seven to de- 10 days be enough time for it to develop roots? Thanks as ever, guys. So I think like um, just starting in small parts and then moving it over to the main part, I think they're talking about here. Yeah. Wouldn't that first of all depend upon what size pot we're starting them in? So let's go ahead and get a baseline. What half liter pots, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably assume like just start a pot, half a liter. Okay. So I'd probably say that was right. I'd say ten, seven to ten days was uh, good enough. You know, it's the classic thing. Just look at the bottom, and if you see roots sticking out the bottom, it's ready to move into the next one. But don't don't let it let the roots go too long because you don't want to get in root band and getting stressed too early. I don't know, TG, would you, you start in small parts, don't you, TG? And then you move up to bigger ones. Yeah, generally. Anyway, I do. Soil. Unless it's autos, then I generally start in the same pot that I'm going to finish in. But yeah, because again, like I have various reasons. Um, I grow regular. So a lot of the time, like I'm doing right now, I sex my plants before I put them in their final pot so I don't fucking waste all that time and effort mm-hmm. uh, with the males. But yeah, small pots are good. What was the question? <laughs> is, seven, is seven days long enough, basically, for transplant? Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, and I that definitely depends on the size of the pot. Mm-hmm. You, you want to have it like 
just filled but not like struggling root bound yet but if if you transplant them early you can have issues too mm -hmm. um you can damage the roots a lot easier yeah they're well. delicate they generally don't like to be transplanted as far as things go you know mm -hmm. it's a very stressful thing for them and if they're not like really strong like with a bunch of fucking roots then they're like oh my god you know so yeah seven to ten days probably for a small pot like the size of your like a coffee cups kind of maybe coffee mug. Solo cup yeah solo cup kind of grows solo cup yeah that's a good uh, reference yeah but generally i grow like 14 days you know they're pretty big when i transplant yep i'm with you on that one um seven i've done it in seven mm -hmm. uh when you're really pushing them hard but when like when you slide that that uh the plant out of the pot you'll know real quick real real fast root ball has to be firm enough where it's not feel like you're gonna if, if you move it wrong it'll crumble in your hands that's mm -hmm. too early at that point 10 to 14 days is about where i'm at so i think that covers that question too yeah and, and thanks everybody for the questions you know if anybody has any more questions that they'd like us to cover on next week's show then you know what to do you know, drop them over at percy's grub room we'll have a look at them over there in, in specifically the uh listener mail thread otherwise they'll just get answered in the forum <laughs> You know how it is but that's it that's the grow guys that's um how to take cuttings and how to keep a mom pretty much how to preserve genetics maybe we should go into making seeds next week have we done that yet i don't think we have have we making seeds yeah well when a male plant loves a female plant that's right <laughs> and you put them in the same room and you leave the lights on for a little while yeah. <laughs>so that's everything for the grow guides this week again if you have any questions or you need any extra help you can head over to percysgrowroom.com sign up to the forum and start a thread to ask any question you need we're always happy to help so if you have any questions at all don't be shy head over to Percy's and ask or even just sign up to say hi and become part of the community that would be massively appreciated it's always good to see new members over there of course we have our live show on sunday and it's going to be all about making seeds so the next grow guides episode is going to be how to make your own seeds feminized seeds or regular seeds whatever you need we'll be telling you how to do all of that on sunday's show so if you're free on sunday head over to youtube.com slash high on homegrown and you'll be able to see the episode there it starts at nine o'clock uk time it'll be 4 p.m eastern or 1 p.m pacific time it'll be good to see you over there I hope you have a good weekend. Stay high, stay safe, and don't forget to share these episodes with friends if you can. That would be massively appreciated too. But anyway, have a good weekend. We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show. And if you can't make that, then we'll catch you on Monday for the Cannabis News and Events. So have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you in a bit. Goodbye. Goodbye.